0: Publisher Podcast, Episode 26. Well, first, this morning, I want to start off by just taking a moment to honor and recognize the life of Joel Friedlander. Um, I just received word yesterday that he had passed away. And um, for those of you who don't know who Joel is, who are newer to the book industry, or don't pay that much attention to book design and all of those, he was the man behind the book designer. He uh, was very instrumental in my growth and development as a book designer myself when I was learning how to design books. But he also just had an incredible website, an incredible presence, and he taught me so much about not only book design, but publishing in general. I've been following him since I started my journey in the industry. I'm lucky to interact with him a couple of times throughout my career. And um, was just genuinely saddened to hear of of his passing yesterday. I think he passed a couple of days ago, actually, but it was yesterday when I when I heard what had happened. So just want to take a moment to honor him and and what he brought to the indie community and the the knowledge that he shared, the information that he provided that ultimately led to a much, much better, Um, professional book design across the board amongst indie authors so thank you Joel and I hope that you're resting in peace. Okay so wow Um, there's been a lot of stuff happening lately and I hope that you've been keeping up with the podcast we've been talking about some really great topics. Last week we shared about what it's like to be a blind author and uh, the journey that Lois has taken. And oh my goodness, I hope you caught that episode because it was so inspirational. And the week before, we talked a lot about metrics and understanding how to track your metrics so that you understand if the time, energy, and money investment that you're putting into different marketing tactics are working for you. We had a, a premium workshop yesterday with uh, laura briggs to talk about sales promos and promo sites and how you can use those and this training was phenomenal i've been using promo sites for five or six years now to help boost sales and laura still taught me a ton of new stuff so it is available on demand. If you missed the workshop yesterday, you can head over to womeninpublishingsummit.com forward slash events. And at the very top of that page, there is a link that will take you to all of our on-demand training. I highly suggest if you are looking for a bump in sales, if your sales have just kind of flatlined, or if you haven't launched yet and you're looking for great tools to use Uh, Shortly after your launch, we generally recommend doing these as a part of your launch strategy, but not for launch day, maybe a week, two or three weeks after your launch. Really encourage you to check out that training. She also provided a launch Trello board. She also provided a cheat sheet of her favorite sites, which is great because there are tons of these sites out there and are really, you know, to, to, to weed through all of them and determine which ones works or which ones don't work for you is a huge amount of time and sometimes a bad investment as you're testing. So to have 16 or 17 sites boiled down for you that are tested and um, and you know that they're going to be legit and work for you is a tremendous resource. So again, summit.com forward slash events Click on the on-demand and you can see our previous training and grab um, that training with Laura Briggs on promotional sites as well. Um, The other thing we have up and coming in the next couple weeks is our How to Smash Your Book Launch free webinar. So you can also register for that on that same events page. Definitely get registered for that. This is my favorite webinar to do every year. We go through case studies of book launches that we've done recently and we talk about all the tools that we use, all the success that we've had, um, mistakes that we've made and try to keep people from avoiding those mistakes and really just provide some great lessons on tools that you can use to up-level your book launch for either your first book or a relaunch of a book that you want to get back out there again or whatever number book you have coming up. The thing about book marketing is that it's always changing. Tools are changing. Uh, Algorithms change. Um, Advice changes. When to do things changes. We just learned recently that that the major book lists have changed their parameters on pre-orders, which is a major impact to people trying to hit lists and a major change from strategy that we used to do for book launches. So these are things, you know, it's never static. So it doesn't matter where you are in your book launching journey, whether it's your first book or your 50th, There's always new things to be learned. There's always new things to be tested and tweaked and adjusted. So today we're talking about another tool that is a great, great, phenomenal tool for most, but not all authors, um, and that is Amazon Ads, or as they used to be called, AMS Ads. So... Brian Barney is here to talk to us to deliver all the goods, all the when you should run the ads, how you should, well, we didn't get so much into the how because that would be quite difficult to do on a podcast and also we just didn't have the time, but he does talk a lot about when you should run them, what authors are best suited for them, and some great tips for those who are just getting started on um, on, on trying to use Amazon ads to market their books so I hope you enjoy this episode he provides so much great information I really I really enjoyed um, the opportunity to pick his brain because it's been over five years since I got my training in in AMS ads Amazon ads and so many things have changed so I was very glad to have his insight and input into the system All right. We would love it if you are enjoying this show, if you would share it with people, recommend that they listen to it. You can share it on social media or on a blog post. Thank you, Christina Dankert, for your lovely blog post with your shout out to us. And we are so excited about your upcoming children's book. Um, But if you can leave us a great review on iTunes or Stitcher or Amazon Music or wherever you're listening to us, subscribe and share. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it. All right. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Publish Her Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book, hosted by Alexa Bigwarf.
1: Because have been where you've been, and I felt what you and I don't want-
0: welcome to another episode of the publisher podcast today we are going to dig into amazon ads and BookBub ads with brian bernie brian bernie is a best-selling author under multiple pen names he blogs for writers and self-publishers at authors tech and he is the co-founder of book ads an agency that helps authors advertise their books through amazon ads and BookBub book bub ads um, welcome thank you so much for being here with me today brian well thank you for having me alexa it's a great honor Well, this is a topic that I just can't wait to dig into because I um, trained myself in Amazon AMS ads, whatever they called them, uh, about five years ago. (laughs) I set up an ad that I haven't touched since then that has been just producing sales each month, but I'm not really sure that I'm actually making any money because (laughs) I haven't touched it or done anything with it. And the dashboard has changed so much. Everything has changed so much since I initially learned that I am overwhelmed going in there. So I know people who are brand new to it are probably super freaked out when they open it up and try and get in there. Um, So I'm just going to ask you a bunch of questions if you're cool with that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, sure, definitely. And I remember those days very well where you would just set up an ad and let it go and it would be profitable. (laughs) The golden days of Amazon advertising.
0: Yes, it did okay for a little while, but now I'm sitting here thinking, you know what, I'm not sure that I'm actually making any money anymore. In fact, I think I'm just giving a- Amazon um, 150 bucks a month and, <laughs> and I need to figure out what to do about this. So, well, let's start at the very beginning. I'm going to start busting out into Sound of Music songs there, um, but <laughs> um, when should an author even consider running ads? Because I hear so many people just say, oh, you should run ads, you should run ads. But I don't know that I believe that everybody should be running ads.
1: Yes, um, I don't either. Um, especially, it, it obviously depends a lot on what your platform is looking like um, when you want to start the ads. If you're an author who's just started out, you know, you've got one book out and you've just launched it, for example, um, you can run a little bit of ads, but you're not going to make a huge return on them. Uh, it's not going to change your book's life or the launch, um, not, not at all. So I encourage writers who are just starting out to look at other types of promotion, who are best suited for um, for beginners. And that's not that you know Amazon Ads are that difficult to learn, but um, it's it's just that they don't go well with something that's uh, that's extremely new. Mm. Um, and there is a reason for that, actually. And, I mean, a lot of things in Amazon ads are a bit mysterious, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, a bit like uh, other things with Amazon and, uh, and the famous algorithms. Um, but one thing we tend to think is pretty clear is that Amazon wants to know whether or not a book is going to sell alone without the ads. So if you start ads, you know, on a, on a book that's brand new, newly published, Amazon won't really know what what to do with it, what uh, what people to show it to and uh, and all you know it, it will not be trained to understand what the book's performance is before you start the ads. Um, so again, you can run a few ads, but you won't get as much out of them as you would um, if the book has been out for a while, if you have other books in a series, um, and also if your book is ranking fairly well already. And, uh, and this is a bit counterintuitive um, and I need to explain this to a lot of authors who, uh, who come to who apply to, um, to my agency um, because they, they think, you know, if a book is not selling, that's when I do need the ads. Um, but, you know, through experience and helping a large number of authors, we've understood that the best bang for your buck is when the book is already ranking fairly well. Hmm. And this ties up with what I said before, because Amazon knows the book has potential. And so it's gonna show it more love in terms of ads uh, than it would if if it was uh, just published yesterday, for example.
0: Oh, that's really interesting. You know, I went through an, a program on Amazon ads last year and I set up a book. It ma- all makes a lot more sense now. We set up ads around a book that had just launched and it was 30 days before it even got a click. Yeah. It was crazy. I was like, "There's, I'm trying to spend money and it, Amazon isn't even spending my money. Nothing's happening. Why is nothing happening?
1: <laughs> yes, uh, and this is uh, it's fairly common because... Um, like I said, Amazon doesn't know if it can trust your book or not,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: because obviously Amazon's first goal is, uh, is customer satisfaction and experience. And its second goal, which is really at the same level, is making money. So they are going to show more love to books who are proven to convert rather than something that's, uh, that's completely new. And the fact that it doesn't spend money is, has been very, very common right from the beginning Mm -hmm. Um, we think that that is the precise reason because it it doesn't invest in your book um, because it doesn't know how it will perform some people try to get around this by increasing their daily budgets or starting with a very high daily budget Um, but that's you know it works sometimes. Supposedly this would uh, would serve to show that uh, that you're a serious advertiser, and Amazon would uh, you know consider your ad more. But we've seen it work sometimes and and do nothing at the time. So it's not a hard and fast rule by any means.
0: Well, um, so to just recap very briefly then, Amazon ads are not the tool to use to revive a book it's the tool to use to boost a book that's already performing.
1: Yes, in in our opinion it is mm-hmm. yes. There are some different schools of thought but we've uh, we've worked with a lot of authors and and this is pretty much what we've seen.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um so then at that point in time so so if somebody's a first time author they've got their book out there it's been out for a couple of months they've got reviews 4550 reviews they're doing well but the book just isn't selling um, what other than running those ads what are your suggestions then
1: my suggestions are usually to um, try in every possible way to to get that ranking into a better position um, and that is usually done through promo sites through mm-hmm. Uh, discounting, especially maybe if you're in Kindle Unlimited through a Kindle countdown deal, Um, you know, getting it to a point where it's selling. And I don't mean, you know, hundreds of copies a day. I mean, even one copy a day and two the next day, one again, I mean, selling consistently. Um, And I I can't give you a specific number in terms of the bestseller rank as well, uh, because it's not always the same. But Mm -hmm. we tend to Think that around thirty thousand is um, is is pretty good, um, but another thing I want to point out is that with these platforms, with these PPC platforms, um, you never know what is going to work until you actually start doing it, um, and until you actually test things in real life. Because um, again, this is not to uh, this is not to um, To sound like i'm a super expert but i've worked with a lot of authors and sometimes i've been very wrong about a book which i thought is not going to perform well uh, but then it did and the opposite was always true was true at sometimes uh, as well so um but going back to to your question definitely um i recommend raising the ranking or lowering (laughs) making the ranking better In other ways and then at that point uh, starting with the Amazon ads um, and there are specific types of campaigns that I do recommend at that point as well.
0: We'll get into that in a a second um, talking about the campaigns but I wanted to ask you this question since you are also a BookBub ads um, expert. BookBub ads I have never dipped my toes in at all. I'm terrified by BookBub (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's such a big, such a big thing. Um, now, is that something that a newer author can, can use? I see that they're doing the pre-order um, promos and things like that. Or again, are those more like back in the day, you know, you knew you probably weren't going to get a book bub unless your book was already selling and you had a bunch of reviews and things like that. Has that changed at all with their paid tools? Uh,
1: well, definitely. I mean, if you want to apply to start book bub ads, you can do so and you can start immediately. There's no um, application process to go through. You cannot be rejected. Um, So anyone can do that, you know, pretty much immediately. Um, There is a bit of um, you know, I tend to rank these, the the three main platforms, BookBub, Facebook, and Amazon um, in different scales, whereas, uh, for example, um, Facebook is the most complicated um, mm-hmm. and I mean granular. You, I mean, your targeting can be so granular on mm-hmm. Facebook um, and it's also the platform that will probably be harder to, uh, to master because it's so granular. and So um, I would say complicated, but also because people on Facebook are not necessarily looking for books. Right. Um, and when you're advertising on Facebook, you are doing what is called interruption marketing. So they are scrolling and you are suggesting they buy a book. And sometimes that's not what they want to do. Right. Um, in the middle is Amazon because it is uh, a little bit easier in terms of creating the ads. But it has a, a big advantage. And that is because that people are on a book page. Or are actively searching for a book to buy or to, uh, to download. Um, and so, you know, you find the reader at the time when you really want them to, to buy your book. They are already primed to, uh, to make the purchase. Um, BookBub is uh, the, the maximum when it, when it comes to um, reader engagement because you are showing your book into an email to a reader who has manually selected the genres that they are interested in. So right. that is the maximum uh, targetedness that you can get. Right. Uh, and it's also quite easy to, uh, to learn because the, it's a fairly new platform. And as Amazon ads were a few years ago, it's still very bare bones and mm-hmm. you, can, you can learn it very, very quickly. Now, getting it to perform well is another, is another thing. Um, but actually learning and, uh, and, you know, trying your first ads is, is pretty easy.
0: Well, that's good to know. Um, I had spoken with somebody else who said that she found that her ads perform a whole lot better with series than they do with individual books and especially one-time authors, yes. um, which we often work with first-time authors. So that's why we haven't really spent too much time exploring that. But, um, I will look more into it um, I'm curious about this question though I know we're not here to talk about Facebook ads um, do you all do Facebook ads as well or just the Amazon and bookbub? Uh,
1: we offer it as a service but we outsource it um, okay. in-house we do Amazon and bookbub
0: um, I'm curious about what the changes that Facebook ads have just made where you have to have the you have to own the URL to wherever you're sending the person yeah. and my Facebook ads person hasn't figured out that one yet. So we're looking for information. In the meantime, we've just paused all of our ads to directly to Amazon through Facebook ads and are looking at email list growth and other types of ads. But um, that's the crazy thing about all these tools is that they can change instantly. Um, And, and like I said, with the, with Amazon ads, the back end is, I mean, it's not that different, but it feels really different to me for some reason. It feels like I just have no idea what I'm doing, (laughs) which is why I'm looking (laughs) die or someone to know what they're doing. But um, with the campaigns, you said we could talk about the different type of campaigns. Can you just kind of explain what options are out there for people to use?
1: Yeah, different types of campaigns. um, There are different types of campaigns because the targeting that you can have in each one of them is different um and also the way amazon delivers these campaigns is a little bit different so um, there are i think about around 10 types of different campaigns um but you will see that you will only be using a few once you've done a few tests because simply some campaigns work better for some authors and others work better for other authors um but going back to to your question um A very, very important type of campaign is an automatic keywords campaign. Um, And that is also the easiest to set up. You just tell Amazon what your daily budget is and what your bid is, because you have to bid on keywords. And Amazon is going to show your your ad, your book, to the, the people and in the places where it thinks it's going to be most relevant. Uh, And this is very, very good because Amazon obviously has millions and millions of points of data about uh, uh, browser behavior and reader behavior and customer behavior. So if you give them a book and you start an automatic campaign, you can be pretty sure that Amazon will put it in in the right places. Now, this, though, there is a caveat to this, and this goes back to one of your first questions. If the book has just been uploaded to Amazon, then Amazon doesn't have enough data and won't really know what to do with that book. Uh, it will base its judgment upon um, reviews or upon all supports. But if those are not you know, in the shape in which they should be, then you might find that your book shows up to uh, shows up in places that are not relevant. So what we recommend is do not do automatic ads unless the book has been out, out for a while and Amazon has that data that they can work with. Um, I'm going to go back to automatic ads in just a bit. Um, another type of ads that you can use uh, are those, the most common ones, the sponsored uh, keyword campaigns, uh, also known as uh, sponsored product campaigns. Uh, basically what you do here is you target through keywords and these keywords can be names of authors that are in your in your genre, um, books that you know are similar to yours, uh, keywords descriptive keywords uh, like you know, eighteenth um, century England romance or something like that. Um, and these are uh, the most profitable, um, the, the best types of campaigns, but also. Uh, the ones that require longer to tweak and and to test because with a big pool of keywords, um, you will see that often some of them don't even perform, don't get impressions. So it's a very, very, you need a very precise uh, fine tuning work once you've had the campaigns going for a while to get the keywords that you want to rank for uh, to perform as you want them to. So automatic uh, keyword ads. Then there's a category targeting ads, and these are a little bit um, less expensive when it comes to bids than the other, than the other um, campaigns, other types of campaigns. Uh, and this is mainly because when you target a category, even though you might be writing in a very specific subcategory, it is still wide. So your ad has the chance to be shown to a lot of people. Um, So it's cheaper because not a lot of people um, probably are bidding in that specific category. Um, Another type, which is the complete opposite, in my opinion, to category targeting is very, very laser-focused targeting on specific books. And you can actually target the ASIN of a specific book and on the other hand, you can also target, um, you, can, you can target the ASIN specifically, uh, meaning that you take the ASIN of a book that you think is going to be um, similar to yours, you put it in uh, as a keyword, and then you work from there because you will need to optimize at that point as well. Now, these types of campaigns are more expensive because as you can imagine, um, the more targeted you are, uh, the more the bid is going to cost. Because if I were to write a book like The Da Vinci Code, and I want to be shown on the Da Vinci Code <laughs> book page, you can imagine the um, uh, the competition for that specific page. So those are more targeted, but also more expensive. Now, what happens is that um, once you have a few of these campaigns running, Amazon changed, um, basically changed the game uh, a few, a couple of years ago by giving us search terms as a report. So once the campaign has been running for a while, Amazon now tells us what terms were used to show your ad on Amazon. So for example, um, if I type in uh, books like The Da Vinci Code, and my ad shows up for this term. Then Amazon is going to tell me, yes, I show, I, sh- I've shown your ad for someone who typed in books like The Da Vinci Code. Now this is pretty much a game changer because we didn't know, we didn't used to know this, and especially for automatic uh, targeting campaigns. In the past, we would just set a daily bid. Um, a budget, sorry, and, and the bid and that would, that would be it. We just let the, the ad run and hope for the best. Now we kind of see behind the curtain and we kind of understand how Amazon, the, the thought process behind the algorithm and why it has shown our book in these specific places. Now, if these places, meaning the search terms are relevant what we do then, which is the second f- uh, phase of, uh, of uh, optimization, is we take those terms and we turn them into keywords. And then we are pretty sure that those terms are going to be profitable because, you know, people have actually used those, uh, those terms to, to look for our book.
0: Well, that's super useful. That's way better than, you know, I always wondered why, um, when you have your big list of keywords, like some of them never got any impressions yes. at all, um, and all of that. So, um, so it, it it's a lot of work. So basically if you're going to be running Amazon ads, you need to be in there daily, weekly, how often do you um, have to go in to see what's happening?
1: It's a bit, um, so for example, if, if I started a, um, a few campaigns today, I would probably not look at them for a week at least because there's a very, very big latency when it comes to the, uh, the data showing up in the dashboard. Um, and if I make changes three days after I've started a campaign, I may then regret it because the data has caught up and it has prov- proven wrong what, what I did. So I would leave it for about seven days, seven to even 10 days. Um, of course, I would go in and just have a look at nothing, nothing's going wrong or I haven't made a mistake or anything like that. After that, I would start my optimization and I would be in there quite regularly, uh, meaning almost every day, because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to, it's a bit like a funnel um so i'm trying to get cast a wide net at the beginning and then trying to make things as relevant as possible um and that is done through optimizing the bid increasing decreasing uh optimizing where you want the uh the ad to be shown for example at the top of the of the page at the bottom you know all these little things and it's a like i said it's um it's a very Um, precise work that that you need to do to get them really performing well in the past and I am completely guilty of this used to be spaghetti at the wall so Mm -hmm. you just throw in I don't know 50 ads with a thousand keywords each and and they were just you know they were bound to work for some for some terms but Amazon has changed and the algorithm has changed and the um, the name of the game now is relevancy. So mm-hmm. that is what you really need to, um, to aim for. Also because when your keywords or your targeting is relevant, you pay less for clicks
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the ad is obviously uh, performing better.
0: And did I, did I read or hear someplace recently that they're actually reducing the number of keywords that you're allowed to throw in there so it's no longer uploading a thousand random keywords?
1: Yeah, it's not there yet, um, but it is coming soon in our opinion. And also they will probably get rid of the ad copy that you can put, um, you know, the, the standard uh, structure of an Amazon ad is a picture of your cover reviews with the with the stars the price and in some cases you can add 150 characters of you know short uh, kind of sales copy like if you like dan brown then you love my book sort of thing um it used to be that all campaigns needed that in the past um they've they've started campaigns that you can have without the ad copy now but for you know everyone is basically saying that the ones without the copy work better. So we are thinking that Amazon is probably going to get rid of that. Yeah. Um, and it's strange uh, actually, because you would think that that uh, is, you know, is, is like the tagline that brings people into, into your book. But uh, evidently people, you know, they either judge a book by its cover, right? Or they, they have enough elements to, to click on, uh, on the ads when it comes to, Uh, the reviews and the price and and the cover.
0: So I'm glad you said that, judging a book by its cover, because I want to ask what feels like an obvious question to me, but I would just like you to reaffirm this here. So um, how important is your cover and your description when you're trying to have good converting ads?
1: They are fundamental. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, another one of my sins (laughs) is that in the past, I would try to help everyone with their, the ads um, but I soon discovered that even though I was doing the, the things that worked for other books mm-hmm. for these books they were simply not working even in the same genre or same niche mm-hmm. or category um, and so we understood that there are some books that need to have the fundamentals right um, before you start advertising them because otherwise you're going to lose money uh, cover first of all Blurb has to be, you know, uh, the best it can be. And obviously reviews and pricing. Now, there is actually a way of using Amazon ads as a way to test these things. Um, it's not the best way. I think probably Facebook is, is better at, uh, for, this, uh, for this. But there is a way on Amazon as well. And that is starting to run some ads and then look in at the data. So if you are getting enough impressions which is you know is achieved by bidding high enough and you are getting not enough clicks then you understand the people have seen your ad and they are not clicking on it so there's something that does that they don't like so you can sort of work backwards and and think you know my price is normal my reviews are great might be my cover Mm -hmm. and then Another way of doing this is if you are getting impressions, you're getting clicks, but you're not getting sales. And this is another problem because when people are seeing the ad, they're clicking on it, they are getting to your books page, but for some reason they are not buying it. So it might be your pricing again, very unlikely, because they've seen that before. It might well be your blurb. Um, there's something in there that uh, the people don't like. So it is a way, there is a way of testing these things through Amazon ads, but you know, I would definitely invest in, uh, in having them done better, you know, before you even start the ads rather than using the ads to, to make them better.
0: Yeah, I think it, that's a, something that authors really struggle with is um, getting that just right blurb out there that's hooking, yeah. that has enough of a hook, that has enough details and not too many details, that has just the right amount of keywords, and all of those things, that's a very challenging part of the process. And then the cover, I I mean, oh my goodness. I just like, I don't know how to lovingly tell people, stop making your own covers. (laughs) You're not fooling anybody. Everybody can tell a cover that's been designed by someone who doesn't know how to design a cover. And and it immediately, to me, I, I say this with as much love as I can to anyone listening to this who has made their own cover. To me, it automatically... Uh, decreases my desire to want to buy the book because I think if the cover was self-designed and not designed well does that mean there's going to be a lot of problems within the book as well yes
1: yes definitely and also um, I mean I have to tell people these things every day (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I don't like to do it but I have to Um, you know it's even worse when someone says oh but it was done by a graphic designer Oh, and gosh, then yes. the graphic designer may specialize in mugs. I mean, right. you know, it's you have to have someone who who is a professional at this, especially because it was what separated indies from traditionally yes. published authors. And now we are at a point where you shouldn't be able to tell whether something is indie or or traditionally published. So Agreed. You know it's not it's not as it used to be anymore.
0: <laughs> no, and, and yeah, just a plug for all of those professional indie cover designers, freelancers. There's some amazing ones out there who don't charge. I mean, to get a, a good cover that will sell your book to pay $350 is not a big investment, you know, 500 dollars but you can even find it for less than that. So don't be afraid to to look and to ask and to find there's great cover designers out there who are charging really reasonable rates. Yeah. Um, okay, that's just my little soapbox there. Cause it it, it, it does, it hurts to see these, these, what could potentially be really good books never even have an opportunity to make it past the front door. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we've talked about the different types of campaigns then, and um, when you are looking for keywords, and trying to make sure that you're optimizing your campaigns the best way. Um, I like to use Publisher Rocket to help find keywords. Do you have any other suggestions for tools that can help as well?
1: Yeah, so um, Publisher Rocket is, is definitely a, uh, a good tool, um, even though I wouldn't simply download the terms and copy paste them in, into right. the ads, um, because you need to remember that Publisher Rocket is still not human right. so there are some terms in there that might throw off your targeting and as important as targeting is you know it, it only costs you like 10 minutes to go through the list and i would you know go through the list and, and make sure that everything is relevant so definitely publish a rocket um there are ways to um sort of scrape uh, that, that's not a nice word but uh, you know Pull the, uh, the names of the books and authors uh, from the best selling, the 100 best selling titles in your category. Um, or you can do that manually. So, I mean, it, it takes a while, but it can be done. But again, there are tools, Chrome extensions, especially. Um, there are tools to, um, to grab the async from a specific book and do it in, uh, you know, at scale so that you can use them in those ASIN campaigns that that I uh, mentioned before. Um, But apart from that, we, um, as an agency, what we do is we ask the author uh, in the first place because there's nobody who knows the book better than the author. And unfortunately, as much as I would like to, I cannot read uh, each and every book, so... (laughs) we we ask for a initial kind of seed keyword um when it, you know keywords rather uh books authors and uh, and descriptive keywords and then we kind of expand from there mm-hmm. um it used to be like i said that we would just go in and go crazy with the you know thousands upon thousands of keywords we now tend to start small And then if it's not working, if nothing is working for those keywords, then we tend to expand a bit, but we first try to make those work as much as possible because we know that they, again, are the most relevant keywords for for your specific book. And this sometimes means um, that you need to pay more and that you need to bid higher, um, especially in those ASIN ads that I mentioned before Um, And that is another reason why uh, authors who have just published a book might not be uh, a very good fit for advertising. And it's because if you have a series that is six or seven books long and you know that a reader for you, rather than the price of the first book, is really worth seven or eight dollars for you in royalties, then you are confident to be bidding higher because you make so much back from uh, from a single potential um, right. potential reader.
0: Right. From the read through. That makes sense. Um, Well, I'm glad you said that about, about using smaller keywords. Cause I would tell you one of the things that did intimidate me from going back in was the fact that there were so many, like, I didn't want to have to figure out 500 keywords for (laughs) so that that's very good to know. Now, if somebody has been running an ad for a while, I mean, like mine and hasn't been touched for a while, it's still producing sales but it's probably not performing as optimally as it could. Do you have any advice on the next steps? I mean, do you need to scrap the ad and start from fresh? Can you just revamp the keywords?
1: Yeah, I would do um, a few things. Um, I would never, ever terminate completely an ad. Mm -hmm. And that is called archiving an ad um, on Amazon. Don't archive Uh, ads, never. Never, because... When, once they are archived, you cannot turn them back on. Wow. And if for any reason you need, you need to turn it back on, you can't do it. And also because if an ad has been running for such a long time, you can imagine the amount of data it has gathered. Mm-hmm. And even if you terminate that ad and you start, you copy it, you literally copy, there is a button to copy the campaign. Amazon has specifically said, that it will need to redo everything. You know, it will start with a blank slate. So you are canceling months or years of of data. So I would probably, if it's not working that well, I would probably pause it to start with. Um, And then I would make some tweaks. I mean, I would look uh, at the keyword level if there's um, terms that are spending, but have never produced Mm -hmm. even a sale, uh, only producing clicks, but no sales. Um, uh, only producing impressions but no clicks you know I would I would do that kind of granular um, optimization and also if um, if I'm not sure that the ad is actually doing anything I would try and have it run for two or three weeks alone just that as a means of promoting your book and then I would turn it off Um, pause it not turn it off completely right
0: okay so
1: for the month when it's running uh and it's basically the only promotion means you have you will have a basis of sales that your book is uh is producing Mm -hmm. when you turn it off if the sales remain the same you know the ad is practically useless Mm -hmm. but if you turn it off then you will know that it's at least doing something and that might mean that it's producing some organic sales. Um, It might mean that it's producing some uh, page reads. Um, It's not all, uh, you know, the the dashboard, the Amazon dashboard doesn't tell the full story. Right. A lot of people say it's completely inaccurate. um, And they say, you know, just look at your ad spend, look at your KDP royalties, uh, do the math. And that's if the ad is profitable, but it's not entirely true in my opinion because ads often lead to other things other than sales and pure royalties and that is uh, organic sales because if you're pushing a book you it might show up where someone you know someone is browsing and they might put it in the wish list and then they might go back to it 20 days later and it's not it's not uh, accounted for in the data mm. um so the, that's to say that the dashboard is not the uh, the last word they have recently introduced um page reads as a metric um you know the, they tell you how many page reads a campaign has has generated Interesting. and yes and that is actually very very extremely useful for people in, yeah. uh, in kindle unlimited um But again, you know, with these things, especially the page reads, you might be pausing an ad and the person might start reading your book after a month and your page reads, you'll start coming back to your ad and you will see the page reads going up and up. And in the meantime, the ad has been paused. So um, I would really think, you know, twice, three times, four times before pausing an ad. If it is spending money and it's absolutely a loser, then of course, yeah pause it, don't terminate it. Um, but otherwise, if, if you think that there might be something, it's, it's definitely worth investigating.
0: Okay, thank you for that. All right, so after listening to this, I'm sure everyone is just dying to know how to get your help. <laughs> <laughs> so how are the ways that you work with authors?
1: Yes, we have, I co-founded an agency um, back in 2015. And we offer quite a few things. But in terms of BookBub and Amazon ads, we do uh, consulting. We do um, like uh, dashboard audits, what we call dashboard audits. So I go in and I have, I have a look. I record um, a screen share of, uh, of myself explaining what I would uh, perfect in, in a particular dashboard. Um, or we do uh, what is our most popular service, which is the done for you, mm-hmm. um, set it and forget it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you set it and forget it. We don't forget
0: it. Right. <laughs> uh, so
1: you you basically tell us what um, what book or books you want to advertise, and then we have you know a, th- a few. Um, Exchange of emails because we need to understand what you know better, and we don't want you to spend money if if it's we don't think it's going to work. Um, and then all you do is is basically uh, have c- communicate with us on what is happening on your end, and we offer reports and all the rest we take care of. Um, we